Hello everybody, this is Mo Elias from Big Apple Art Gallery on Framing in New York City. This is a podcast of the Framers Only Facebook group for picture framers. You can always find us at framersonly.com. Hi everybody, my name is Mo, I'm from New York City. Today I am interviewing Larry Pearl from Newburyport Framers. And Larry recently was able to sell his shop. And uh, we're going to interview him and we're going to find out what he did. And uh, he, um, he had a really uh, 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 cool system. And uh, he uh, uh, graciously agreed to share it with us. So we're going to uh, ask him about that as well. Uh, meanwhile, I'm just waiting for Larry to hook up his camera. Uh, okay. okay, so um, uh, I have you live on Facebook. Larry, go ahead. Uh, most people know you, but maybe you can introduce yourself. Tell us about yourself, about your shop a little bit. Okay, my name is uh, Larry Pearl. My, myself and my wife, Sherry, uh, own Newburyport Framers. Uh, we're a small coastal town about an hour north of Boston, uh, right on the seacoast. And um, we bought a, an existing business. Uh, essentially, it was a business that was going, going out of business back during the recession, 2009. Um, and we, we built what we believe is a, a pretty successful comeback for this business. Um, but part of the story is that uh, I've reached a point where, where I decided that it was time for retirement. So Larry, you, so you bought a store from somebody before. So, um, and were, were these people, uh, uh, was it a, a frame shop? It was a frame shop. Yeah, they originally, the original owners, they had an, uh, an art store. Um, mm -hmm in the same building that we're in, but in a different, um, uh, a different unit. And, um, but he didn't do very well in the art supply business. So he started framing. Uh, I don't think he did re really well in the framing business either. Sure. Uh, sure. And, and uh, he wanted to get out and that's when we, we took over. So, so but um, you, you bought the building as well, correct? We bought, it's not the whole building. So it's, a, it's an industrial building. We're actually at the, uh, the entrance to an industrial park. Uh-huh. And it's it's an industrial building has fifteen units in it. We own the unit that we're in. Ah, uh, sure. Okay. That's I understand that. Uh guys, uh, say hi to us, give us some likes, uh, hit some thumbs up, and uh so this way the other people who signed up they get a notification that we're online. Uh also if you're watching on Zoom, I have Alan, Barbara, and Jerry Cornelius, John, I have two Johns, uh, uh Marcino, Rich, and Ursula. So if you have any questions, you can actually participate in, uh, uh, in, uh, uh, with this uh, via voice. And also if you have a camera, you can also be seen. So what you have to do is there's a, a virtual hands up uh, uh, button that you press. And I see that you have a question. I will unmute you so you can go ahead and ask Larry a question. Of, of course, you just wait for a, an opportune time where uh, he has a pause just as in a natural setting. Uh, once you're done, what I will do, if you can say thank you, I will uh, also put you on mute. I do this because I want to control uh, everybody else listening in. So if you're sipping a cup of tea or you're clicking on your keyboard, uh, it doesn't become bothersome for the rest of us. Okay, so uh, we're going to go ahead and continue here. Uh, so Larry, um, tell us, uh, when did you decide that you want to sell and all that stuff? I have some stuff that you asked me to share. So yep. uh, I have those available. And then whenever you're ready to share that, let me know. And I'll be able to uh, put them up on the screen. Okay, so I guess, I guess to make a long story short, um, what we had been thinking about retirement, um, a 
a lot of things led up to it. Uh, we had taken, uh, we had a bunch of weddings to go to this, this summer. So we took three weeks, we went to Colorado, we traveled through Yosemite and, and the Grand Tetons. Uh, it was a great time and we realized that uh, we want to do more of that. Unfortunately, we also happened to, uh, to bury. Um, we had some friends of ours that actually younger than me who, who passed away recently. So I think, you know, it's, it's a lot of things went into the, the decision um, that we wanted to retire. Uh, I think one of the funniest parts though was that uh, Sherry's a couple of years younger than me and I'm, one day we were talking about retirement and she was thinking about it said, yeah, um, yes, I think I, think I wanna retire when I'm, when I'm 70. And I'm already 71, so. Wait a second, we're not giving out ages, right? Because I'm sure she's watching. No, she like I don't. She's probably, I don't think she is. She's on top. So she's fifteen. So, I get it. Okay. So I thought about. I said, you know, that's it. And and it was just, you know, it's one of those things that happens. Um, you decide now is the time. Uh huh. And and that's you know just I made the decision. I wanted to do it. Um, you know, obviously one of the big questions is what about the business? Um, mm -hmm. You know, what do we do? We own the business. We've been been very happy doing it. It's been, uh, we, we think, pretty successful. Mm -hmm. We've actually enjoyed every minute of it. It's been great. Um, I'm, I'm actually, this would be my second retirement because I'm actually retired from, I was in the high-tech industry uh, for many years and uh, retired from that job. And we basically, we were doing a lot of photography of our own. We were showing some things in a gallery and in galleries around Newburyport. And, then we sort of fell into this this whole thing of uh, wouldn't it be interesting <laughs> because we were actually starting to frame stuff and and I actually built a couple of frames that you were, you were actually commenting on this table behind. Uh, that was a that's a beautiful table by the way. Yeah, so I built that table. That table is actually from a tree in my uh -huh. backyard. Okay, and and so I ended up with the same tree. I actually built my own frame, my very first frame from a tree in our own backyard. Yeah. Um, so that led led me into kind of looking around for something to do, and, and uh, you know, at the time, I actually initially started going into some frame shops looking for a job. Um, but it was a recession, and nobody was you know, nobody was hiring. If anything, they were all closing shops. And came across this place for sale, and the rest is history. So, Larry, why did you want a job at a frame shop? So I understand opening your own shop, right? Um, why would you want to get a job at a frame shop? What was the motivation there? Well, you know, I had built the frame myself, but I obviously realized that in doing it, I really didn't know what the heck I was doing. Mm -hmm. so, and, and I was using some local framers around because we were, you know, we were doing a limited amount of framing. But like a typical artist, you know, it was too expensive. Um, I, we ended up, you know, trying to shoehorn the work we had into fr cheap frames from Michaels and all that kind of stuff. It just interested me. I, lo I love working with my hands. I love woodworking. I thought it'd be a fun thing to do. And I was looking, I was retired. I was looking for something to do. I agree. I love this job. This is a fun job. All right. So, so uh, I'm understanding you want to go to more weddings. You want to sell the business, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so what, do you, what do you do to achieve that goal to go to more weddings? Okay. So, um, so I guess, you know, I was thinking about this whole thing and I guess there's really, there's really three aspects, one of which is what were, what were my goals of doing this? And, and I would say that, you know, my goals may be different from your goals or anybody else's goals. 
I mean, my goals, as I said, were, were to retire. You know, it wasn't to make the business and try to make a million dollars or whatever. Was, I wanted to retire. You know, that meant obviously that we had to do something with the business, okay? So we either had to sell the business or we had to close the business down. You know, those, mm -hmm. those were the ultimate decisions. And like everybody else, we talk to tons of people. We go to all the meetings. It's always a question that comes up. You know, can you sell a frame shop? And how do you do it? And what happens? And, and, and unfortunately, the reality seems to be that it's a tough sell. Okay. We know lots of frame shops in this area. I should certainly say lots, but we know of several frame shops in the area that are for sale. We know specifically some that have tried to sell. I mean, in one particular case, you know, one tried to sell well over a year. It must have been almost two years. Mm -hmm. And um, the answer, you know, the obvious answer is, you know, like in real estate, he's asking too much money. You know, I'm sure the business was worth that. Yeah. But, you know, it's like, it's like real estate. I mean, it's really only worth what someone's willing to pay you for it, you know? And, and I think that, um, you know, that is the harsh reality today of, of, of trying to sell any kind of business. Um, you know, uh, uh, my, I'm trying to see if I can buy a business close to my home. Uh, um, uh, so I've, I've looked into a couple of places and, um, uh, from my understanding is, uh, uh, either the frame shops are just asking way too much. Yep. There was a shop that was asking almost the cost of a house. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, and their numbers don't call for that. Uh, and uh, also, um, the problem with also with selling a frame shop is you're attached to the shop, right? So if I come and buy a frame from Larry and Sherry, the next time I come, if not, if they're not there, do I come back? Maybe. Do I not come back? That's also a possibility. So um, you're you're attached to the business uh, inevitably, yeah. right? No, absolutely. I mean, a lot. People, people often say that in a small business, you know, and it's interesting, I say small business, we're actually micro business. I think most frame shops are micro businesses. I mean, if you look at the, the government statistics or any kind of business statistics, they, they call small business anything under between 250 and 500 employees, you know, less than seven and a half million dollars. To me, that doesn't sound like a typical frame shop. Um, so we're really micro businesses and, and oftentimes people will say that when you, when you walk out the door at night, the business walks out with you. Mm -hmm. I think that is the, the harsh reality for, for small businesses like ours. Okay. So now you've decided to sell the business. You want to go to more weddings. I like that. That's actually, good. I, like, I like weddings. I like dancing and all that. So now what is the first step you do? you you have two choices. You either sell or liquidate, right? Yeah. yeah. So what, 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 what choices uh, did you make because um, uh, and I want to uh, leave that part to the end because uh, uh, the way you found a buyer was really cool So uh, what what did you do? How did you process? Okay. Well, obviously one thing was a financial analysis okay? mm -hmm. And um, you know not to get into specifics about what our buyer paid but um, And Sherry always says I'm a pessimist because I always tend to do what I call a best case worst case analysis mm -hmm. You know best case what do I realistically, think, you know, would like to get for the business? What do I really think it's worth? You know, what's my, what's my top number? Yeah. But then I also do the, what's the worst case? And the worst case simply was, well, we have to liquidate. And, and we, so we had decided that we were going to give it a year. We would try to sell the business. If it was not successful, you know, selling within a year, we would close it down. And I did all those numbers, you know, what does it look like to liquidate? And it's not a pretty picture. No. It really isn't, you know, 
So, so again, thinking about you know all the people we've talked to at different trade shows and, and the experience that we had about what it was, I, I realistically wanted um, to, to price it in a, in, a, in a sense that it would move so that I didn't have to liquidate. So next, the next step gets into the strategy. So we decided to sell and in listening to a lot of people, I, I remember listening to Jim Miller at one of the, the conferences. It came up, how did you, because Jim Miller sold a shop in Michigan. You know, Jim, how did you sell? What's your advice? And, and one of the things he said was, you know, try to find somebody just like yourself. Uh -huh. and, and it's true. And I thought about how we kind of fell into this shop and we really didn't know a thing about framing. It, it had, it just, the timing was right. And it was, you know, part of it's just kind of, luck where things are at um so i thought about that uh, we talked to a lot of people um some some people that we respected in town you know we talked about the fact that we wanted to retire their advice was well you should talk it up you should let people know um and that really stuck with me and and so that led to i guess the decision that i made that i wanted to get the word out as quickly as possible and try to let as many people know that we were retiring and we're looking to sell the business as possible. And of course, some people we said, oh my God, you can't do that. Your, your business is gonna, is gonna sink. Why, why is that? I, I know some shops who are for sale, but they're not advertising that is for sale. They're not, it's a fact, and, but they're saying, well, don't tell people. So how, how do you suppose you can sell something if, you, if it's not for sale, you know? Yeah, I agree. And, and I, you know, admittedly, and again, you know, my advice, it's, it's not advice for everybody. It worked for me. It's, my, it's our story. I don't know if it'll work for everybody. We did have, as, as you heard in the introduction, we did have an advantage since, since we own our real estate. We're not tied up in a lease, you know, and, and I knew it was a risk. I mean, I sent the note out, which I'll show you in a minute. Send a note out to all of our customers um, that we were going to retire, and I didn't know. We didn't know, you know, was business going to drop like a rock? Mm -hmm. And to me, it was a risk I was willing to take. I, you know, worst case again, worst case scenario was well, if business just got so bad, we would just very quickly have to move into into our worst case scenario, which was liquidation. So uh, I have the email up. Do you want me to put that email up? Sure. So yeah. Yeah. What you sign up? Yep. Hold on. So, um, so we did a constant contact. I have it up, Larry. Yeah. So to our customers, um, you know, I'll say a couple things. Number one, the picture is interesting because uh, in thinking about how we're going to approach this whole thing with our customers, we, uh, we often got comments from people how, um, although we don't update our webpage very often, we have a story about us and how we got into this business. And people, people related to that. So Anything I did, I wanted to tell a story. And so this was the story about how we were going to retire. This was our plan. We had hoped to find somebody to take over the business uh, and we were gonna give it a year and, and try to let people know that it wasn't gonna happen right away, that we were still gonna be here. Uh, it was safe for them to continue to come in and do business with us. So um, you put that in the email. Do you, do you like for me to read the emails? Because sure. uh, it was pretty good. All right, so the email goes, uh, uh, news, Larry and Sherry are retiring, but not right away. So you quickly tell them what's happening, but hey, I'm not going away quickly. 
it's, it's with mixed feelings. Since Newberry Framers have been such an important part of our lives for the past nine years, we've made many wonderful friends. Being part of the Newberry community has been so rewarding. But it's time for us to move to the next chapter. We're staying in the area, having recently completed some long overdue home improvements in our home in Merrimack. But we wanted time and freedom to pursue our other interests, go to a lot of weddings, to travel, to reacquaint with old friends, to spend more time reading books, perhaps. We well, didn't, didn't mention weddings here. You're right, right, yeah, right. <laughs> our time, our time and plans, we're actively searching for new owners to become new faces, newberry framers, to share passion for the highest quality of frames, providing creative uh, framing solutions. We'll be dedicated to providing level, they'll, they'll be dedicated to providing level of quality, customer service. You have come to expect owners to write the next chapter of the story of the newberry framers. And here's the point. You say, if we cannot find a suitable buyer, we will be closing the store next year in August 2019. So you right. set a hard date. Yeah, yeah, that's it. I did it. So, you know, because again, that was my goal. My goal was not to sell this to make a lot of money. My goal was we had a specific target of retirement. Okay. Until then, we are open for business. And this is important too. We'll continue to provide the, the widest frame selection area, design skills, and the dedication to quality we have always come to provide it. So you send this out. Uh, what happens? Does business uh, uh, go down? Does it slow down? Well, it was slow. I mean, I don't know if it was because of that. It was, you know, the summertime was slow. Uh, I think a lot of, we've just heard in general, I mean, there was, there was a lot. Was of it a big slowdown or was it just a slowdown? Well, I mean, who knows, right? You know what it's like. Yeah, it's very sure. slow. It's hard, it's hard to know. Okay. I mean, okay. We, we, but it know, didn't take a big dip, right? It didn't go nuts. and. No, it didn't go nuts. You know, and we, we, we got, we actually, it was interesting. I think we started to get a steady group of people coming in going, I saw your news. Mm -hmm. Tell me more about it. Um, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't the doom and gloom. I mean, they, they came in, they were interested in learning um, about us and what our plans were and what we wanted to do and did we find anybody yet and so on. So it really was a very positive reception. Um, so I would say what happened very quickly is that within a month, um, and, and I would say also that whenever people came in, we would always talk about it. So that it was, we would admit that we were retiring and we were looking for, for people. So you're openly selling, it's not a secret, yeah. you're not hiding it? Okay. okay. Yeah. And so the results were actually pretty amazing because we, we had what I would consider to be three pretty good legitimate candidates within a, within the month. Okay. Now, um, so, so now you're telling people you're totally customers. Now, what are you doing? Uh, uh, because what, I, what you did was brilliant and I want to talk about that. Uh, uh, so what are you doing to get buyers? Now you told your customers, first of all, are, are any of your customers interested in buying a business? Because I get that sometimes too. Okay. I, you know, would you sell the business? Well, um, yes and no. I mean, I think there's a, I guess what I would say were, was that they were, a, there was, there was always a lot of people. Uh -huh. that are interested in buying the business. But, but the, when the rubber meets the road is you don't find many people that really have what it takes to be successful, number one, who are willing to make the commitment, and, and three, have the money to do it. Sure. I mean, you know. Yeah, and you're the landlord, so you want somebody who's going to make it, right? You don't well, want somebody who's going to, sure, sure. Well, absolutely, and, and that goes into who we, we finally picked. And, I, and what I would say, so we'll, we'll go on to the next thing. What I would say, though, the, the, the fact that we had three very good candidates was interesting because obviously we had a series of meetings with each of them. We'd go over the financials. We'd go over our, our strategy and, and what the business was like. Um, 
But at the same time, I remember Sherry and I would go home in the evening and we would talk about the candidates. Mm -hmm. and, and we would discuss them and like, what were our opinions about just the kinds of things that we talked about. Do we think they really have the money? Sure. Do they really have the entrepreneurial spirit and the guts to be successful at this business? Uh, are they really serious or are they just tire kickers? You know, all those kinds of things. Of course, of course. Um, and, um, and it was interesting because I was actually fairly forthright when I met with the people <laughs> to the point of saying, you know, there was one couple who I, who I guess was our dream couple mm -hmm. um, because he was pretty much like me, very handy, and she was, had a very good sense for art. Um, but I knew that they had kids that were going off to college and they were both working. She was a, a nurse, you know, in the school systems. He had a full-time job, you know, they had complete medical coverage through his job. And I, I remember saying to him one day, Scott, you, you can't quit your job. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, they yeah. really kind of push them to say, are you, are you real? I mean, is this really going to work? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, um, so and then you figured out, and they figured out that, hey, this isn't going to happen for us, right? Well, yeah. So, sure. so, you know, so that was, I think, having the three people, we were able to kind of look at things, I think, a little more realistically rather than just trying to sell it to the first person that came along. Of course. Try to find the right buyer, not only the right buyer, for us, but for them as well. Yeah, um, so this way they don't waste your money and they think Larry's not a good guy. If they see you next time at the bakery, you know, they're not gonna, you know, hit you with a baguette. You're right, and actually the, that dream team I'm, I'm talking about was actually, uh, she was the daughter of one of our very good customers. Sure. So, you know, there was some sensitivity there. So I would go on to say, so we had, we had the three candidates, you know, things had slowed down a bit. What I would say is once this whole process got started, I like to, I like to move things quickly, you know, uh -huh, so, uh -huh. so th things kind of quieted down. So I thought, okay, so I did the, I did the constant contact email to customers at a critical reception, but now things have slowed down. Uh, what's the next thing I can do? And so I had this crazy idea, um, that to use indeed. Okay. Which I've used to, to find, um, when we were hiring. So indeed is a, is a website where people hire employees, right? You put a job up. So That's people, right. so yeah. you're trying to hire people to buy your business. <laughs> well, okay. So, so it was interesting. So what I did was, and we were trying to hire people, I did two things. Number one, I would put a job ad the traditional way, uh -huh. looking for a framer, you know, blah, 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 and all this stuff. Okay. Sure. But the other thing, the other thing I often did, which I actually found more effective is that you can find resumes as an employer. You can search for resumes. Uh -huh. You can go in and search, for example, somebody with an art background or somebody with a design background or something like that oh oh i see instead of an employee employee searching for an employer right. an employer could be searching for an employee through a yeah. search yeah ah, that's pretty cool that's pretty yeah. cool so so you can do that and so i actually found that to be fairly effective and i would find people that i thought might be a good candidate and i would send them a note mm -hmm. uh, and sometimes it worked out uh, as a matter of fact marisa who's been with us for quite a few years that's how yeah. i found marisa so, so that was my experience with Indeed. So I thought, okay, well, I don't know if this is going to work. And yeah. because maybe they're not going to do this. But I actually wrote up a little job uh, description and put it on Indeed. And the, in the middle, there, was, there were, I think there were three bullets, you know, looking for a framer. But You want me to put that up? Yeah, you can put it up. I have it. Hold on. Let me put that up and you can describe it. Okay, Larry, I have it up. Go ahead. 
Yeah, so uh, I can't, so you, you can read it. Sure. It says picture frame in Newberry Framers, Newberry Port address. Picture frame jobs in Newberry Port. Owners are retiring and looking for one or more talented people to continue the successful business. Uh, must be creative, enjoy working with your hands, and enjoy art and home decor. The next line is significant capital investment required. So you're telling right. an employee that you gotta have a lot of money. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, yeah, and the, last, and the last one says business and management skill is a plus. Right. So, you know, I put this together. I submitted it to Indeed. I had no idea whether they would even, you know, whether they're even checking this to see. This obviously was not. If they would allow you to post this, right? Sure. Yeah, it's not a traditional, you know, hiring ad. It's, yeah, you yeah. know, saying we want to retire and we're selling the business, you know. But <laughs> it ran. And, um <laughs> Sure enough, I got I got several responses. Most of the responses I got were people applying for the job. And uh, uh, did they did they qualify for the significant? Uh, well, no, no. So I you know, I, like <laughs> I would get back to them and I would say, uh, so so here's here's what's really going on. You know, uh -huh. they were retiring. Sure. Um, and you can actually do you have that note where I I think I responded to uh, to Patty. Let's see uh, here. And yes, would you like me to put that up? Sure. All right, hold on. Okay, so I'll read that for you. Uh, it says, from Newburyport Framer, it says, we would like to discuss the position further, but here's our situation. Right. Shari and I are retiring and are looking to retire, sell the business, although we are down one employee at the moment. I can't really hire someone until I see how it all works out. We have some uh, interested buyers, but nothing firm yet. Are you interested? If not, I will keep your resume and contact you when the dust settles. Okay, signed Larry. Right, so um, so that was in response to, to a woman by the name of Patty Langley. Uh -huh. uh, sent me her resume and stuff, and I sent that back to her, and I think just above that is her response. Oh, I, I took that, hold on, let me go back to that. Okay, I'll read that for you. And it says, uh, hi Larry, and this is a response from, uh, from Patty, right? Patty, yeah. She says, she says, in response to your question, uh, hi Larry, I would love to talk with you about the purchase of your business. Please let me know a time that is convenient for you and I will come by, best Patricia. Yep. So and this is this is when she says I'll contact you. So this is through Indeed. You put a job up for with a significant requirement of uh, uh, of investment, and then uh, you tell her, look, uh, I'm really retiring. I want to sell the business. Are you interested? And then she says, Yeah, I want to come and talk to you. Yeah. Uh -huh. So I mean, so, <laughs> to cut to the chase, Patty was Patty was the one. She was the one that bought yeah. the business, and and that's how it happened. I mean, it was pretty amazing, you know. So she comes in and you interview her uh, and she's interested in buying a store. So it's all in the open. Uh, your employees know, your customers know. She yeah. comes in, looks at the numbers and you guys agree on a term and there you go. Yeah, yeah, I mean, obviously it wasn't quite that simple. I mean, you sure. know, she came in, I think uh, the response from Patty was on the seventh. Um, we had three other significant interested parties. Um, three other, okay. Yeah, so I mean, three, three, including her okay uh, okay and 
we went over, we had several meetings with Patty and I continued to have meetings with the other people as well to, to review the whole thing. So it was a pretty active time. You know, lots of meetings, lots of reviewing numbers and talking about strategy and goals and so on. Um, and Patty was the one, you know, she decided she wanted to do this and she knew we had other people. And, and to be honest, <laughs> Patty was not our first choice. Okay, and, and 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 I was very straight with her, and I because the reason the reason that Patty wasn't our first choice is she had three daughters. Um, they were sixteen, twelve, and ten. Uh huh. And I said that's not going to work out. She's got a she got a ten year old. Okay, too young. This is not mother's hours. This is a real business. Sure. And I told her that. You know? <laughs> And so we would have that discussion, you know, and she had to convince me that she could handle it, that um, it was something that she really was sincere about and, and, and was confident that she, she knew that it's a real job, it's not mother's hours, that she was going to be able to do this. I tell you, that's brilliant. I love it. I think um, I, I always had a lot of respect for what you and Sherry do, and this was amazing. So I figured I want to share this with the group because it was, uh, it was pretty cool. Okay, guys, uh, do you have any questions for Larry? I opened up Zoom, so uh, you can go ahead and uh, ask a question directly by voice. I'm also monitoring Facebook. If anybody has questions, you can type it. Make sure you don't type it too long because uh, Facebook Live cuts off some of that stuff. Go ahead. I have John. Go ahead, John. Yeah, can you hear me? Yes. Okay. Um, I was wondering when he, when he did let the public know about the um, business being for sale and people were ask, coming in and asking about it, um, how did you qualify people to the point where you were willing to discuss price and financials with them? I mean, uh, you, you know, obviously, you, I, don't, I wouldn't think you'd want to just immediately just throw out, well, here's the price. Um, so how did you decide which people to go a little further with in that conversation? Um, I don't know. I guess you're absolutely right. You certainly don't jump into, um, uh, you know, here's what I want to you know, here's my bottom line. Here's what we want to want for it. Um, I, I guess, like anything else, I mean, you, you strike up a conversation. You ask them about themselves. You know, what's their interest? What are they doing? You know, it really was a process for me, for example, to as I've discussed earlier, to really get a handle on who these people are. I mean, is it something? Is it something that I believe is realistic that they can do it? You know, and and again, is it? Um, you know, are they leaving a high paying job? You know, if so, why? Um, or are they retired? Um, or like in the case of Patty, it turns out that you know, she had spent this, the past 16 years raising a family and had begun to um, think about the future and what she wanted to do and was thinking of getting back into the workplace. Mm -hmm. So all those kinds of things, you, you just have to try to, to dig out from them whether or not they're they're a serious candidate. You want to go to the next step and, and really talk financials. Uh, are you comfortable with the, with them as people? That the people that are going to be successful at it. Uh, and again, my our, my situation was a bit different. I mean, we own the real estate. The real estate we did not sell, um, and we did not want to sell it. So we are we are, you know, we are renting to the people that are buying the business. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Thanks, Larry. Thanks, John. Um, any other questions? Okay, uh, I don't think we have any more questions. And um, Larry, uh, oh, we have Ursula. Hold on. 
Uh, uh, Ursula, go ahead and unmute yourself if you could. There you go. Go ahead. I'm in a similar situation in that I own the building. Ursula, do you mind speaking up? We can't hear you. Um, I'm not sure where I'm. I'm in front of my computer. I'm using the microphone. Uh, you can just speak up. There's there's voice, but not uh, quite as as loud as uh, needs to be. All right. Well, I'm actually speaking really loudly, but uh, okay. I'm in a similar situation in that I own my building, um, and I, ideally, I would love to lease the building to somebody that, that would run the business and you know sell the business over a period of time or whatever it would be suitable. But I have no idea of how to determine what the price of the building purchase would be or what kind of rent to charge. So I was just wondering if there was a formula for that in terms of the, the net profit and expenses. Or, you know, you understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Larry, you got that? She's trying to find out, uh, she owns her building. She's yeah. trying to find out if she can lease the building, what kind of a formula to use for the rent. And also I think she's trying to determine what to sell the business for. Right. Uh, yeah, I mean that there, you know, there's lots of help for that. There, there's all kinds of um, you. You can either contact a business broker that, that has very uh, specific ideas of, of, you know, depending on your revenue and and there's different formulas. Usually, some, um, you know, some type of uh, of a multiple of a of a certain number, be it uh, free, um, you know, free cash or your sales minus your um, uh, your cost of goods sold, something like that. So there are formulas you can use. I think the problem is that it, it really is so variable. It depends on, on the business. And, you know, I think you also have to just realistically look around, talk to people, find out our business is selling, you know, our frame shop selling. And, and you, it, you have to do it. It's a starting point. That's all I can say is, um, but I certainly didn't want to be in a position of, of at the end of the year, number one, having to close down the business. Um, and again, we know of businesses, they, my guess is they were obviously asking too much money because of, they were on the market for well over a year. Yeah, yeah. Now I have some questions on, oh, wait a second. Also, did that address your question? Oh, I kind of have been looking into it and I'm not in any good trouble. It's, it's very interesting. I like the approach a lot. Thanks a lot. I, I tell you my experience. I am actually looking to buy something that's close to my house. Um, I um, uh, spoke to uh, uh, a couple of people, and one person, uh, he had decent sales, not crazy sales. And he was asking for uh, um, a little over half a million dollars. Uh, and uh, so uh, I thought it was crazy. Uh, it was a husband, wife, and an employee. I think it was too expensive, and uh, he asked me not to talk to him unless I'm willing to pay that money. Uh, so uh, that was quickly uh, kind of uh, that quickly went away, uh, and uh, so, that, so I, I thought it was just really expensive. Um, so you know, um, uh, the the questions that I have is: Are people buying framing businesses? Um, I don't know. I've seen a lot of shops that were up for sale and they never sold, and they just either closed or uh, just just went away. You know. So uh, I don't know. So uh, uh, I'm gonna go ahead and uh, get some questions from Facebook. Uh, well, there's a question tapped here. We have been advised by a business broker to keep the sale of our business confidential, that we should not um, 
tell our customers or publicize other than on website that lists our business for sale in general terms. Do you agree? Did your sales numbers go down when you announced you were retiring? Okay, so this goes back to the question of people not announcing the businesses for sale. How would I go to a shop, for example, and buy something that is not you know, shown to me as, as let's say I go to, uh, to a grocery store and they don't have something, uh, you know, whatever they want to sell, they put it back. Isn't this contradictory, Larry? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and again, I was aware that that was a risk. I was will, I was willing to take the risk. I mean, it's something you would have to decide. Uh, I didn't. We did not see a decrease, a significant decrease in business, if anything. Um, and again, whether it's just cyclical, we we've been actually really slammed the last month. Okay. So uh, we we definitely did not see a slowdown in the business. If anything, it's it's actually turned into a very positive thing. Um, I would mention one other thing. Do you have the third thing I sent you? It's the, the announcement um, that we did. Reception? So, there's, there's one. Oh, there, oh yeah, we'll continue. That one? Yeah. Okay, hold on. Let me share that. Yeah. You know, I like the fact that you were open about everything and you announced everything, kept your customers, yeah. uh, uh, um, uh, you know, yeah. you kept them informed. Yeah. And I think Absolutely. that was Absolutely. And we, we've actually had customers that have come in and said they've appreciated us keeping um keeping them informed yeah all right so i have that open would you like me to read that sure all right so uh this also a constant contact uh, email uh, uh, blast that says good news newbury port framers will continue we are happy to announce patty and her husband matt will be the new owners of newbury port framers patty and ours herself and her husband matt are residents of newbury along with their three girls and their dog salty as you can imagine, Patty has spent the last 16 years very busy raising her young family, but recently as her daughters have grown more independent, she began thinking, what's next? And started options for the next season of her life. Quite by chance, she discovered, not quite by chance, I think it was clever marketing, she discovered that she had announced her plans for retirement and instantly fell in love with the idea of being news uh, framers. We can tell the whole family is excited to be part of this new adventure and the news tell me the transition plan is some of you may have already met patty who has begun working with us in the shop the transition will will take place over the next few months as we help patty and matt ease into their roles you can expect the same level of service vast collection framing styles and workmanship that you have come to expect from us and then you put a picture of her here i think it's very clever having her picture there making the introduction that's very cool so yeah. they see her and the right. email, when they come to the shop, oh, I already know who Patty is, right? right yeah. About who she does and her kids and her dog, Salty. I'm already friendly with her. That's very clever. Yeah. I like what he did for her. That was really cool. Well, and it, and it is part of our strategy. And it would, have been, it would have been quite different had we sold our shop, for example, to an experienced framer. Mm -hmm. but, but again, thinking back on our original comment, we found somebody like ourselves who really had no experience whatsoever. Uh, she is scared to death, to be honest. You know, and, and so we have agreed to stay on for, for quite a while. We have actually put it in the contract. Uh, Sherry and I will be here for a minimum of two months and then we'll be available for a certain number of hours, you know, after that. Uh, we obviously want them to be successful. I mean, we, we feel like a family. Yeah, I like it. And I like the fact that the person who sold the business is also the landlord. So you have a vested interest in the business succeeding because you want to be able to collect your rent. Absolutely. Yeah. Sure. And sure. I would say to the previous comment, I mean, in our case, uh, uh, finding, figuring out the rent was pretty easy because there are 15 
units in this building, we know what the rents go for. Mm -hmm. I would say that we, we also, um, we've made them a very attractive um, uh, arrangement in terms of, you know, bumping up the, the, the rent over the course of three years. I like, I like that. That's very good. So, um, uh, uh, Marcino says, so you found your buyer through Indeed or word of mouth? He found he found them through indeed. Uh, I read the transition and I uh, go back to you see that. I'm going to take some questions from Facebook, Larry. Um, Kathleen says, "Did you offer consulting services?" Um, yes, yes. So, so we are, we've actually put in the contract. As I said, I mean, we will work here pretty much full time for two months. Okay, and uh, in the contract, you pick out exactly what the wording is, but we will be available. You know, so many hours a month. Uh, for consulting, um, will be paid. Um, <laughs> yeah, not a huge amount of money, but again, yeah. you know, we want them to be successful. And we know, I mean, when we bought this business, you know, the, the deal I had was that I didn't want to pay the guy the final payment until I worked here for a month. So I basically was a trainee working in the shop for a month. Um, sure. And as soon as I started, he was trying to get me to to do things like, hey, if you give me the money today, you can have all the income that's coming in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, 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 that's not gonna, no, we're gonna, we're gonna stick to the plan, I'm gonna stay here, I'm gonna train for a month, then you're gonna get your, your last payment. Larry, you, know? you wanted to go to more weddings, you know? Yeah, yeah, right now. And, but I remember, I, mean, I remember turning the key in the door that first morning, and, and of course, we're like, now what the hell do we do? <laughs> <laughs> and of course, we didn't. We never saw him again. So I was very aware. I mean, that that we did not want Patty and her husband to be put in that situation. Just I, I tell you what, you you and Sherry are very thoughtful people, and I I know I've known you guys personally for a long time. So I know the kind of uh, uh, thinking and the effort that went behind that. So I'm sure she appreciated that a lot, and, and yeah. she would in the, in the future too. I'm going to yeah. take some Facebook questions, Larry. Uh, Barbara Cornelius, how did you come up with the cost in relation to the sales numbers and did he finance it to them? So did Larry finance it to your, to your buyer? Okay, in terms of um, financing, absolutely not. Okay, and, and that, again, list, you know, you, you're listening to people. I mean, these were the kinds of things that we learned from talking to people. Everybody said, do whatever you do, do not take any financing. If these, it's, it's a cash sale, if they don't have the money, they got to figure out how to raise the money. So mm -hmm. that's number one. And again, in terms of the price, I did, I did best case, worst case. You know, there's all kinds of formulas that you can use to figure out what is kind of the high-end price or what, what's, it, what's it worth theoretically. But I also looked at what's the worst case, and the worst case was liquidation. Okay, and it's not an attractive option. At least it wasn't for me. Sure. Okay, um, so uh, uh, there is no formula, right? You're, you're not taking your sales, multiplying by two and a half, and doing all that stuff, right? So you came up- I mean, there are, there, are, there are formulas. I forget which ones I looked at. You know, I came up with what I thought was a reasonable number, but again, you can, you can even find that stuff on the internet. Sure, sure. Okay, so Lauren says your accountant will become your best friend through the whole process. Um, Yes, okay. Um, Kathleen says, uh, replying to Kathleen, answering my question, you stayed on assist and available. Okay, all right, I think we have answered all the questions. If there are no questions, thank you. I, uh, uh, Larry, I, I appreciate it. I'm gonna miss you in the framing world. I'm gonna miss Shari. 
Well, wait a minute. We're not going anywhere. We, uh -huh. we, we still haven't decided. So I, I do, I must admit, because, you know, one of the things that we've stressed to Patty and her husband is uh, the importance of the groups. She is, as you know, she is a member of Framers Only. She is. And, and you know, I, I, I tell everybody, this is, this is on the Framers Only group. So uh, make sure people sign up. Right. Absolutely. But, but I've stressed the importance not only of our local uh, New England PPFA chapter that has events and training, but, but even WCAF, you know, and, and uh, I put together a transition plan for her. And I remember one of the things I had is WCAF attendance is required. <laughs> <laughs> and, but unfortunately, she's, this, she is not going to make it this year, uh, much to my disappointment. You know, I keep stressing them every time she asks me a question about something and I, I bring up, you know, this is what I learned at WCAF. Yeah. Why I go, and so absolutely, you know, those kinds of things are important. So anyway, we we still plan to go. Perfect. I'm I'm looking forward to seeing you and Sherry again. I want to I want to shout out to uh, a very special person who's watching uh, the broadcast. My beautiful wife. She just joined up. Uh, I I'm uh, so I'm excited for her to see me uh, in the group here. So, uh, so let me let me ask you, Mo. So you, now, because one of the things I, I we you and I talked about how you're looking for a place in, closer to home. Sure. Would, does that mean that you would not do New York City anymore? Well, that was the plan, uh, uh, but I, it's, I like New York, uh, but the commute is too much. So maybe if I did something close here, I would have somebody do New York a couple of days, but I still, I still want to be in New York. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm, uh, so I'm, I'm all open. I'm all, I'm all, you know, I, I have everything on the table and whatever that works out. Yeah. Uh, what I found from speaking to the, at least to one place, I think the price they were asking was uh, beyond outrageous. I spoke to a lot of people that respect their opinions. I spoke with you. I, I spoke with a lot of other people that respect their opinions. And they, they said, first of all, not many people buying frame shops. Second of all, the price they asked is beyond yeah. too much. And uh, so, you know, that ended that quickly. But I'm still in the search. Yep. Yep. All right. So, uh, Larry, I thank you very much. Thank you, everybody who watched. And uh, we will have the recording of this available in the Framers Only group. You can access it by going to framersonly.com. Larry's website is newburyportframers.com. And uh, I will also be sending an email blast with a recording for people to watch a little bit later once I have uh, this process in my computer. Thank you, Larry. I, uh, I appreciate okay. your time. And the framing world will miss you. I will miss you. <laughs> okay. Well, we're not going far. <laughs> yes. Yes. Thank okay. you very much. Thank you, everybody, right, for watching. Thank you. Bye-bye. I hope you all enjoyed today's show. This is Mo Elias, FramersOnly.com. See you next time.